Hey, Chloe. Hey, Emma. What you saying? I was just telling Emma. I don't know if any of you have picked up on it. <laughs> well, no, you know what? No one will have picked up on it because we're so good at covering it up. Never sharing anything. The last four weeks of my life have been like too, like too much, way too much. And the last, I would say, two weeks, I genu- genuinely, no word of exaggeration, started to lose my mind, mind a little bit. Like I've started to go. What, Chloe? At least it wasn't like you were constantly being filmed. <laughs> like at least that kind of like borderline, you know, losing your mind. At least that wasn't on film. Anxiety of having a really bad week or two or month and having cameras see it all like the worst version of yourself is like I try so hard to hide it like I really try but I'm not good at hiding anything (laughs) and I I don't know I think you're very good at like turning it on Mm, the last two weeks I've been I'll just be like full disclosure because I think our clients you know we talk a lot about a lot of us talk a lot about mental health you know Emma is very open about it Kerry is very open about it Kanchan is very open about it I've been having like quite a difficult time of it mental health wise. Um, And the last two days have been like my first opportunity to like stop, shut the door, like collect myself, get back to things when I'm ready. And I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it gets a little bit better because the last couple of weeks have been really, really tough. Um, How are you, Emma? What's going on with you? I I sense a lot a work overload coming off of you. Uh, I think I'm just tired. No, I think it's just today, really. I'm tired. Like I do, I'm doing a lot, but then I'm always doing a lot. I know. Um, I don't know how you do it. You do. You work harder than anyone I know. I'm so in awe of you. Thanks. It's amazing. Um. Okay. So, do we have anything? Do we have any admin? First of all. Um. No, but it's week seven. Week seven. Okay. Fine. Um. Oh, so, so actually actually we do have admin so I I posted and I'm pretty sure I pinned if I didn't I'll go back and do it the links to the for the grads to sign up for the next round it's important that you use that link so we can send you the right workouts also you get money off because you're grads and because we love you so make sure that if you're signing up for the next round you you use that link mm-hmm. um and then anyone listening on the podcast who's like I want to join the next round that link will be on the website very shortly we want to let the grads sign up first and then, yeah, and then we've got, actually got two-week break this round, mainly yeah. so we can get our shit together and come back our absolute best for everybody. So grads, you'll still have access to workouts. We're going to leave the group open, right? We're just not going to be in there. Yeah, you're going to have access to everything you currently have access to, including each other and the Facebook group. You just don't have access to Emma and I. And we really ask all of you respectfully and politely to please don't tag us during this time. We always say this and it never works. Well, no, do you know what? Often, I think it's hard, like partly it's us not setting the boundaries because like if I'm tagged, I'll just answer it. But a lot of the time, no, don't say that. If we're tagged, we're not going to answer it. And I want to say thank you. Don't set that up. Do not set up. I'm gonna finish it. I was gonna finish it with thank you to the grads who are always like Emma and Chloe aren't gonna. Yes, that. yes, massive gratitude to you. And I want to just give this. I think we got, and it's really a huge compliment. It actually feels really good when people are like, "Wait, hang on, that means there's a two week break. Like, what the hell? What are we gonna do?" And I totally, totally get that. But like we say, we don't leave you guys up shit creek without a paddle. You have access to each other, the group. We still have access to us on. Instagram, for example. So I'll check in my Instagram DMs every few days and just see what's going on. Last time there was a little bit of 
yeah, but not I'm not in any way, shape or form am I doing tags every day on this break because we need it. The reason why is because like we say, Emma and I, the EC method is the, the biggest and best thing that we do and we love it. And what happens when we do other things as well, which, you know, most self-employed people do, is that things start to come a bit, we're not as on it as we want to be. So we need this time to make sure that we keep everything solidly on track without it. It's like a, a loose seam. It just unravels and unravels. So we need it to pull it back together. Um, and then we go again. Great now, analogy. thank you. We really want you guys to, all of you grads to sign up sooner rather than later for the next round. So if you could do that, the ones who are sure that you want to come back as soon as possible, that really, really helps us set everything else up our end on the back end. We are going to be promoting it for everybody as of next week. Um, and what was the other admin point I had? I can't remember. Oh, well, there we go. Finish. Finito. Okay. Um, right. Let me tell you what's going on in the live. Tanchan, hi, beautiful ladies. Hello. Lisa, hello. Kerry, hello. Um, you haven't fully lost it as you still have some insight. <laughs> Thank you. Do crazy people know they're crazy? Because I could feel myself genuinely losing the plot. <laughs> um Kerry, our hugs, uh, our Chloe hugs for you. My mental health is in the gutter and I'm dead inside, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> That's great. I love our, can I just say as well, the, the tat, this is another bit of admin I had. You guys have been amazing. After the last live, the amount of pumping my tires up you gave me, the air in my tires was, I mean, my tire was ready to explode. Thank you for being so generous and complimentary and kind. It's, it's an amazing space and I hope that, we all you we do the same for everyone else who who did that for me, and um and same around Bodie's birthday. It was a really it was a bad week. It was a hard day, but she had a great time, and that's all that matters. But again, like the amount of people who like you know sent me some love, it was just lovely. And thank you for being great people. Okay, continue. Yeah, and, and guys, someone once said I wasn't attractive in real life, so if you want to just like send some love my way as well, that would just be <laughs> let's all big Emma up. She needs some um, Okay, Charlie, feeling this, Chloe, take time in the brief moments that you can and try to look after yourself. Mental health is tough at the moment. Chan Chan, I feel I make fun of my of my shit mental health. <laughs> it doesn't help, but I sound like a mad hatter. Um, hey, at least I look good. <laughs> this is true. Um, um, oh, great tip from Debbie. Debbie says she's taking a much needed social media break for the two weeks in between. I think it's a great idea. You know what I really want to do? And, I, and no one's going to be surprised at what I'm about to say. Throw away I, your phone for two weeks. I just don't want WhatsApp in my life anymore. Like I fucking hate it. Like emails is one thing. Like I can get through that. I find it quite enjoyable when I have the time. And I think people seem to understand more on email if you don't get back for a couple of days. WhatsApp is like never ending, constant, demanding, 90% of the time nonsense. And I just am like, I hate it. Like I, I can't delete it now because everyone, my accountant, it, all my stuff, my accounting is all on WhatsApp. Emma and me and our work is all on WhatsApp. Like all my family updates and photos of my nieces and nephews. And it's just like, I love I, I love elements of it. But generally I'm just like, this is a horrific invention. I, I think it's hard as well. Cause like on email, you can put stuff in certain folders and like you know move stuff around I do have business and personal whatsapp so like I don't look at my business whatsapp on a weekend yeah. but that's obviously like afm stuff but but that really helps I also think the other thing is if something goes off your little top screen 
no, never, never getting red. Done. Uh, end of like you're never going to see that again. There's a time like the last two weeks, I was obviously getting up with Bodhi at like six in the morning, and I was working until midnight every day, like for two weeks. That is going to fuck with your head, like it's too much. And I'm just like nowadays. Okay, so I think I've told this story before. Remember when there was the Tyra Bank show? Does anyone remember the Tyra Bank show? And she, I remember there was an episode where she had her like Blackberry in her hand and she like hammered it, it to pieces and all the crowd were cheering, you know, classic American talk show vibes. And she was like, I like having my computer for emails and my phone for phone calls. Like now on this little thing, and it was a Blackberry, I've got my emails, my phone calls, my, like, I think there was some kind of instant messenger thing on Blackberry wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Blackberry messenger. Yeah. And she was like, it's too much. It's not good for mental health. It's not good for me. I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. She like beat the shit out of her. Think about that now with iPhones and social media as well. It's like too, too much. Like, and I am in awe and of, of people who just can handle it. And I also am like slightly worried for the younger generations of like this overwhelming influx of commentary all the time a like requirement it's I just find it clearly I'm insane because everyone else can handle it but I just find it very overwhelming I do think you're you are an extreme as well if you have like this the you know the family and social life that everybody has but then you also run numerous businesses you do things with the press you've got huge social media following like it is more than what it is for most people like there's more and there's more expectation of you there as well to like people and show up or whatever can I ask a question on that last point do you ever feel like okay I want okay does it make you and okay (laughs) when you have to message people after like a work day or after like I don't know where you see everyone event and like thank everyone and say thank you so much for this and you did really great at that and da 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 do you ever like kind of resent that you have to do that? Do you ever just kind of feel like, can't we just all be really grateful for each other and just get on with it? Cause I always like, I kind of resent the fact that I have to send like so many thank you messages at the end of every day, just so I don't come across like an ungrateful bitch. <laughs> Does anyone oh, know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wasn't aware that you were meant to be doing that. Cause I didn't do that. Okay. But then other people do that. And then I'm like, Oh shit, this is something we have to do. So at the end of a really long work day, I then have to message like five different people and be like, thanks so much for today. And I'm like, I don't want to have to do that. But if I don't do that, do I look like a total bitch? Like, is it not just understood that I'm happy and grateful for everyone? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't do that. Okay, fine. That makes me feel good because I'm going to stop doing that. Okay. Get back to the questions. Okay. Um, Okay, right. I think most of them are kind of just um Nikki must be something in the air. Work is manic for me, so I need to take the Chloe and Emma break advice. Also mm-hmm. had a call with Joji Joji today. Yeah, good my women's health is here. Go on. And I have a proper appointment with her on Friday to talk through my issues. Hopefully I'll stop biting myself soon. Oh, that's great. I love that. I've never had such good feedback on a podcast. Ever. Ever. That's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, okay. Uh Kerry, I think it's the expected immediacy of response that is a shit time about WhatsApp. I want to chuck my phone in the sea. Yeah, honestly, I can't recommend to everyone. I think people that don't run a business should have business WhatsApp and just put like, you know, some people on that that you're not really that fussed about replying to, or like 
people that you can just reply to like nine to five on Monday to Friday and then not give them your personal number. Yeah, it's true. Then you, you know, I really appreciate you because you are you are one of my priority people to reply to. But if I say to you like like last night, I was like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. okay, bye. I'm like, God for you. Um. Also, I don't care if it takes you a couple of days to get back to me. <laughs> No, you're amazing, Emma. That's what I said in that post, that Facebook appreciation post, which I'm sure sounded like I was and I really wish that I was, but I wasn't. We could not be more different and yet more aligned. On, and I just love you. I'm just, you just do nothing but good to my soul. Thanks, babe. Likewise. And you're fit. So it's fun talking to oh. you. <laughs> right, Kerry. Uh, yes, completely get that. Chloe, uh, Kanchan, we need to we need clear boundaries with ourselves and others with technology. I hate that there's no switch off and I'm okay leaving people on read or unread now. People should be able to accept how you feel about communication and tech. My friends accept I need to be detached. Mm. But it's like the introvert extrovert thing, like well, how do you recharge? I recharge on my own. Mm. So not only has that been incredibly non-existent in the last couple of weeks, but then also when you finally do manage to shut the door, you're not on your own, are you? Because now you have all of these people coming in at you. And it's like, I can't. So, whereas James is more than happy to recharge like in public on his own, but it's on his phone all day long, doesn't care. And he's fine with it, but we're all different. Do you know what I mean? Like we're not all, we can't all handle things the same. <laughs> 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 um. Carrie's just saying Annie's first first birthday was like 50% saying thank you to messages or for presents. I'm uh, never doing it again. I'm never having a party at the house again. Ever. Never. Hell. Essentially for people to have some food and alcohol in the garden. Are you kidding? That much stress and admin and oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Okay, right. Questions? Right, here we go. Amy Walker. Hi guys, it's my first round on the EC method and I'm absolutely loving it. I started at 74.5 kg and I'm now down to 70 kg. I was wondering, what do I do when I get below 70 kg in terms of calories? Should I drop down to 1600 or stick with my current 1800 until the scale has stopped going down? For some context, I'm five foot eight, pretty active, around 15 k steps a day and five strength workouts a week, thank you. No, it's working, you don't change a thing. And as always, we want to really see a stall for three to four weeks before we even entertain the idea of maybe changing things. Um, so if your rate of loss does slow down, don't panic, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, be patient. And also remember that your rate of loss will slow down when you have less to lose. And that is a universal truth. And they, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to drop calories. Emma. Nothing to add. Um, okay. You can do this one then. Rachel BT or Beatty. We still don't know if you could clear this up. I'd be very happy. I am meeting my friends later for a walk and I know that they're thinking of joining Slimming World. I know in the past that I've tried it and I found that I didn't lose weight as I was not in a calorie deficit. There was no control over the free foods that can be consumed. I ate too many carbs and I never lost any weight. What advice can I give my friends to stop them joining up? Can I just come in here? I know I said that Emma was going to take this, but I don't think you should stop them joining up. I think Slimming World for some people actually like is life-changing now I don't necessarily agree with it as someone who's qualified in nutrition and an evidence-based coach I don't think the food education isn't there and I would never advise anyone to do it ever but that doesn't mean for some people it doesn't work and isn't life-changing it is and I know because one of my best friends Denise Welsh is like the poster child for Slimming World and when I talked to her privately on a one-on-one level about it she's like no it changed my life and it did so I don't necessarily think that you should stop joining up okay sorry Emma gone. <laughs> 
I think, yeah, I agree. There's, it's sometimes a step into that for some people. What I would do is share your own experience without preachy. Mm-hmm. Don't be like, oh, you definitely shouldn't do that. I'm such an idiot, blah, 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 which I think is the approach a lot of people take, mm-hmm. which isn't helpful at all. But if you're like, oh, I did try that. And, you know, there's a few things that they miss out or actually I didn't get results because I wasn't in a deficit. And this is this is why. And this is actually I found this way of doing things that I really enjoy and I'm getting good results. If like I can share it with you if you want, but not like you shouldn't do that. You should do this. Not that I think you'd come across like that. But like if you want someone to change their mind about something, offer them like something that you've experienced that might be better, i.e. the EC method. And like, if they want to take you up on that, great. And maybe just send them the podcast and be like, have a listen, see what you think. Um, the girls are more than happy to chat to you. So just reach out on Instagram. Here's the Instagram. You can chat to them. And if you still want to do something well, then great. I'll support you and hope that you get great results on something world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great advice. Anything uh, on that? Oh, Rachel's here. She says, thanks. Um, as that's what I didn't want to do is to sound judgy to them um how can that diet work so like some people create a deficit on swimming world right so it does work and actually I think that free foods are quite clever not all of them and not exactly the way that they do it but from a psychological standpoint and I'd almost say this to like any of our clients here like realistically if you want to eat something like don't limit fruit or veg kind of like go all out on it it's very unlikely you're going to overeat it is it possible technically yes but is it likely? No, not really. And I think the benefit of the free foods is that you feel less restricted. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, well, I've, I've reached my quote unquote sins for the day, but I can still have, for some reason, a mashed banana or, you know, whatever <laughs> random free food there is. Oh. There. Um, and, and that's the psychological reason it works. Like it's, it's actually a lot of what they do from a behavior change standpoint makes a lot of sense. Mm. It's just that when you take it to the extremes and for some people it will work and for some people it won't and they've basically packaged up. I, I also think sins are quite clever. It's just not totally worked. But what they were trying to do is quite clever because actually only looking at the calorie density of something isn't particularly useful. Now they're kind of half ignoring calories, but if you're, I think what they'd be doing if, if they were doing it right is kind of looking at how Moorish is a food, how nutrient dense is it, and how many calories does it have in it? Now we're packaging up our own thing to call it sins, right? And most of the quote unquote sin free foods, now you can pick out anomalies that seem kind of stupid, but most of them are kind of like foods that are generally relatively good for you that you probably want to include in your diet. And they're kind of, again, nudging you to include those foods. And we obviously do this from a more like scientific standpoint and like, okay, well, you, you, you know, you're going to be fuller after eating a chicken salad, even if it's the same calories as the, I don't know, half a Mars bar that you could have for the equivalent for the equivalent calories or something. And it's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you perform better. It's going to make it easier if you stick to a deficit. But that's not to say that what they're doing is like completely stupid. I think it's naive. And I think a lot of personal trainers that bash it don't really understand behavior change. And when you... They like they just like how it sounds. And I look, I do understand it. I mean, who was it that came on my podcast who I really like? The fitness chef, Graham Tomlinson. And he like went in on Slimming World. And I do get it, I do, because it is a lack of education and a lack of understanding. 
Um, but yeah, like well, I said. I think lower down it is, but higher up it's not like, do you know who's actually creating Slimming World? If I could like top end behavioral scientists, do you know it's a, like it's million, million, if not like billion pound industry, right? Like oh, it'd be billion by now. But this is what so so back to the question, how could you possibly lose weight on Slimming World? I also think, as Emma said, maybe down at the lowest, lowest, lowest end, the food education isn't there. But if you have a little bit of food education and you're doing Slimming World, you can absolutely use it as a kind of a methodology for your diet and lose a lot of weight, um, even just the tiniest bit of food education. Um, so, again, it's, it, you know, it's all about who who is it that's following it? But, yeah, of course, you can be in a calorie deficit and be on Slimming World. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially if you have a lot to lose, it's always, and I also think in terms of a beginner's diet, great diet, if you have a lot to lose, you're carrying a lot of excess body fat, all you have to do is clean up your diet to an extent, re-calories and nutrition, you know, and, you know, let's just say someone's like, oh, and I'll go for a walk a day, you know, I like the fact that everyone knows about steps now, you can lose a hell of a lot of weight on Slimming World and not feel restricted, as Emma said, so each to their own ways, I think if I did it, probably not, it may be maintenance I could hope for, I doubt, I doubt I would, yeah, but yeah, I mean, and- there are issues with it like you kind of like glorifying some foods and demonizing others I don't like the terminology of like cynic sinning like that's that basically is inherently bad right I don't even really like the terms like good and bad re-people re-human behavior you know if you look at psychology and you know and I've talked about this before like even the shadow self we all have in us bad the potential to be bad so therefore is it bad or is it just human is it just part of our condition and your ability to control it is one thing but is it there most people of course it is I mean of course it is look at you know mob mentality and there's so many there's so much proof in history that we all have this in us um especially when you apply it to something like food it's ridiculous utterly ridiculous but um anyway sorry am I interrupted you no I think that's a really interesting point as well and actually calling people bad as opposed to the behavior bad there's loads of research around that as well of like if you call a criminal a criminal, they're way more likely to reoffend because they identify as a criminal or a bad person. If you're like, and this I think is especially important if you're like bringing up kids, instead of being like, you are bad, like that was a bad thing to do. Like you shouldn't have hit that kid. That was a bad thing. It doesn't make you bad, but that action that you took was bad. And then you dissociate from the action. Same with people's like food behaviors, right? It doesn't make you greedy if you overate. But like the action potentially was greedy or potentially was like more than what you needed. But you are not the actions that you take. Yeah. 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 Good and bad buys into judgment. That's what it is. It's judgment through and through. And judgment is the worst part of humanity. It really is. So in terms of psychologically speaking anyway. So like, I mean, every therapist I've ever had really tries to like show me this and steer me in another direction. But especially like we say when you apply it to food of course you're going to mess up your relationship with food and of course you're going to and and for this ridiculous false narrative that isn't even it doesn't have to be reality at all so um in that context the whole sinning terminology is really bad but i but that doesn't mean that slimming world overall as a whole is awful because i just don't think it is okay anything there's definitely like better things to be doing right but actually i think as coaches I've learned a lot from Slimming World. There's certain things that I'm like, oh, that's actually quite good. I could do that in a better way in my own coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even thinking about like the reasons it doesn't work for some people. And that's because they've not figured out, you know, for everybody, the reason that you overeat is different for everybody. So if you're someone who 
is inherently like going to overeat anyway, then having like sin free foods, you're not going to lose weight doing that because you haven't figured out why you're overeating. But for, for other people, fine. And actually it's way less restrictive than the diets they've been on before because they're not obsessing over calories. And they have this like, you know, if you still want something like kind of like comes back to like your mum being like, well, if you're hungry, there's always the fruit that you can, you can eat an apple or something. And then it's like, oh, actually, I wasn't hungry. I was just bored. And that helps if you were kind of eating for like the quote unquote wrong reasons on or because not because you need more energy necessarily. Yeah, I agree. OK, let me see what's on the live. Um. Ellie, just in the middle of a lower body workout, good timing listening to you guys with an RDL. Is it slow on the up or slow? Or, so it's slow on the way down. Um, is it something you can change and are there pros and cons to each speed? Yeah, you want to go slow on the way down because it's the muscle lengthening. And I pause at its most elongated state before you then mind to muscle come back up and try and really focus on the the muscle in this case the hamstrings and the glutes that's meant to be generating that force even that while it should be quite powerful and and therefore quicker even that should still be controlled so not like (laughs) yeah um okay kerry sin used to be the name of of a club night in edinburgh i like to think everyone from slimming world was just turning up to eat chocolate (laughs) i love that comment Okay, right, we're, oh wait, okay, Rachel, thanks so much for your expert and fab advice. My name is, is just as it sounds, BT. Oh, BT. BT. I was as a, a, as in British Telecom, so funny. Yeah, BT. BT. Great, Great, guys, your comments are making me very happy this life. (laughs) BT, okay. Andrea Elizabeth. First name, last name, last name, first name. Hi, dolls. First round of EC. And I... Oh, no. Someone else is absolutely loving it. You know, just the norm. First round of EC and I'm absolutely loving it. I feel like I'm still getting my head around planning my meals well. And I've yet to build a consistent routine with my workouts. But I'm not worried because I know this is just the beginning of a big lifestyle change rather than an eight-week diet I need to nail from day one. And I'm more than seven kgs down already, which is nuts. Wow. Well, it sounds like you're doing pretty well to me. Yeah. I'm really beginning to try and break down my calories and macros according to food, Bible and meal plan guidance. This might be a silly question, but how does a protein bar fit into all this? I often have a grenade bar similar with a cup of tea for a wee morning treat. Should I be thinking of this as a protein plus fat plus carb? Or does it just not fit neatly into that kind of structure? So, the, the food bible and the meal plan much how we were just talking about slimming world and giving a little bit of food education is really there to give you an idea of what's the protein what's the fat what's the carb what do macro appropriate meals look like so we'll always have protein and veg in your meals you know at, look like and and then you know what would additions be seen as you know um so for example throwing half an avocado in there whatever now avocado <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I don't fucking know. I'm just pulling it. Like, there's there's a time and a place for every kind of food. So I, it's really hard to do just, that. You just said that with such a posh accent. Avocado. Um, <laughs> Avocado. <laughs> but what we what we really want, and and so 
what they're there for is to try and give you a really basic foundational understanding of the macronutrients. Um, and with the meal plan, what macro appropriate meals would look like based on your goal. So, you know, are you a female in fat loss, are you a male in fat loss, but these are all very generic numbers and they're examples. So just to try and educate you, this is why we give you calories and minimum protein, minimum fat and fruit and veg targets every day. Because these are your non-negotiables under a caloric bracket, which is going to guarantee you success, right? Which is based on, you know, your, your weight and your activity. And then within that, you're free to have, do you want a protein bar or do you want a chocolate bar? You know, and the difference would be, because calorically, they're going to be pretty matched. The difference is going to be, have you hit your protein that day or have you not had any protein in the last three hours, in which case you'd go for the protein bar? If not, if you've just had your lunch and an hour later, you're still hungry and you know that you've got calories to have a packet of Maltesers, go for it. Like, And this is what we want. We want to give you this education now on a higher playing field. This is a secondary education. Um, the, the foundation of the, the food Bible in the meal plan allows you to really flesh out. And this way you're not restricted. You have food freedom, but you also have guaranteed success because we give you a calorie bracket. So in answer to your question, it I would count it as a protein source. Yes, it has fat and carbs in it, but I'd say this is a protein source. It fits into your day when you need to get a protein hit in. Um, and ideally, we'd like you now to start to branch out on your knowledge and understanding that you're fleshing out and start to go into tracking. That's a big answer. <laughs> That was great. I'd also add to that, you probably, sometimes I think we just overcomplicate things, right? I had a one-to-one -one client check-in and was like, yeah, I've, I've like vaguely tracked this week and I had a couple of days where I just eyeballed stuff and I ate well, but I didn't put it all into my fitness pal, but they lost 1.3 kilograms that week. And I'm like, and they're like, I'm really going to be tighter with tracking this week. I'm like, why? You yeah. get away with doing it without being that like anal about everything like you don't need to make it harder than it needs to be and same with this like actually if you're getting great results like don't worry too much about like what bracket exactly a protein bar fits into if actually you know you're doing amazingly well and yeah like I, I wouldn't change anything if it's going well you're feeling good you're managing it well no need to overcomplicate it agree anything on the live um just can chan Maltesers. Mm. They are great. My ex used to be in a play called, what was it called? Dream Boats and Petticoats in the West End, right? And he, not very good. Sorry. Not that sorry. I'm definitely not sorry. He was twat. Anyway, so they used to have this scene in it where he had like a box of Maltesers, right? And they'd get them from the concession stand in the theatre. And every night in the scene, he would like take out a Malteser and eat it. And I remember being like to him, like, how many Maltesers are in the, the box? He's like, one. He was like, every night the props guys put one more in there. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, do you look forward to eating it every night? He's like, every night, every single night, as soon as I know the Maltese is coming, I'm so excited. And I just love this insider knowledge of a West End prop. <laughs> Thought I'd throw it out there. I didn't think I could enjoy it being like on a stage. <laughs> I think I'd just be shitting myself. Yeah, so one of one of my friends is going into acting at the moment and he's like oh god I find like memorizing script stuff so hard and, blah, blah, blah. and I was like do you know what I would find hard having to pretend that I was like really traumatized and upset to entertain people on camera like how embarrassing the balls on actors to be like no let me show you how to do this <laughs> I'd be like the cringe the cringe factor I couldn't do it no nah, do you know what acting's one thing but 
there is never a time nor place to film yourself crying for social media. Well, I know we we have this chat all the time. Everyone knows how we feel about this. But it just blows my mind. I saw it this morning and I was like, Oh, did you? Yeah. You have to text me and tell me who it was so I can go look at Crenshaw. I actually don't even really know. I was like, why am I following you? I just unfollowed them. I was like, I have not really any idea who you are. But like the fact that you filmed yourself crying, I was like, that's... It's not authentic. It is the antithesis of authentic. It is there solely as good content to get likes. And it is absolutely not in any way, shape or form somebody being authentic. The motive behind it isn't the motive that everyone wants it to be. Okay. We all fucking cry. We all know we do. I love content. I automatically unfollow these people. Yep. That's a great one. I'm going to do it on April Fool's Day. Just see what happens. Um, Okay, Claire. Hi, ladies. Sorry, I wasn't able to join at the start, so not sure if this has been covered. I like my protein. Appreciate other brands are available. What's the difference slash pros and cons to different protein offerings? For example, they have whey, collagen, and a new protein plus creatine in one. They're all roughly the same protein grams and calories, but is it just not all proteins are created equal? Yeah. So you want to go for whey protein. You could go for protein plus creatine. I don't know exactly what's in that, but I would just take them separately. So, you know, the right dosage of both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't take collagen. There is a very small amount of evidence for small benefits in certain like anti-aging principles um but it's definitely not as good a dietary protein because it's missing certain amino acids so like whey protein is significantly better the other thing about the research around collagen and even the ones that show a slight benefit in certain areas they're often compared to having no protein so there are a few studies that compare um whey protein and collagen but sometimes it's just like it's like you're gonna have no protein or collagen and it's like yeah it's better than nothing great but is it better than like an alternative and i i well definitely not for dietary protein yeah i completely agree always go for whey second after that casein collagen in terms of what we do no in terms of your beauty regime potentially if you want to if you want to spend the money on that fine uh and i agree with emma you I, I as long as it's three to five grams per serving of creatine monohydrate per serving of the, that pro, that specific protein powder fine um if i i don't know that it is i don't know i haven't looked at the breakdown of it but yeah i would always just take them separately and i, I don't see them as one and the same they're not they're completely different things Okay, Shona, I'm just getting over an illness and I haven't done a workout for two weeks or counted calories. I now have a massive fear about getting back to the gym and just can't find my groove with counting calories. Help, thank you. Emma, I'm reading another question while you read that. Um, so I, on the next three days, don't overcomplicate things. And I want you to set a target for the next three days of I will get to the gym even if all you do is 10 minutes on the stairmat or 10 minutes on the cross trainer, something easy and then leave, like commit to getting to the gym, doing a warm up. I'm bet I'm going to willing to bet that you do at least half a session. You probably do the full session, but all you need to do is focus on getting there and then commit to three days of just tracking your food intake, even if you're not going to stick to specific targets, but just lower the barrier a little bit and don't think so far ahead. Just be like, all I need is three days and the trick here is 
once you've done three days, you've got the ball rolling. And once you've got momentum and you've got back into the groove a little bit, it's actually very easy to continue. But often the reason that people struggle to restart is because they're like, oh my God, it's such a big, massive task. And how am I going to do it? And if you're just like, yeah, but can you win the day? Can you do like the next three days and set yourself some low level targets of like, I want to hit minimum steps. I want to get in five fruit and veg a day. And I want to get to the gym at least once, even if I don't even do anything. Great. There's your target for the next three days. And once you've done that, and I'm willing to bet you'll go, you'll do way more than that. Um, then the momentum's there and then it's much easier. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to jump in because someone's, someone's tagged us in a question here with loads of like data screenshots of this thing. So I was just trying to take it all in and get like an overall assessment of what I'm looking at so that I can actually ask the question and give you some context. Okay. So she says, and you might, I might not have even had to do that to be honest. You might know exactly what it is. Hi ladies. Emma Story, Gordon, Chloe Hassel. I use an app called Athletica. Do you know what that is? It's basically like the whoop band data. Uh, yeah. I wonder what your views are on apps like this. I've attached a couple of screenshots from today, which look like I'm seriously knackered. And then what it is, is it's recovery, a recovery chart, a sleep chart, an exertion chart, a net energy chart. Like I say, it measures heart rate, resting heart rate, um, the body temperature, calories burned, blah, 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 blah. So it's basically like the whoop band in the app. Now I'm just, gonna say i don't know unless this is a heart rate monitor um then i i I don't really necessarily trust stuff like this when it comes to measuring your heart rate whether it's resting or active i also you know i've spoken to sleep specialists before and the idea that something can measure your sleep properly without you having like neurological um what are they called um monitors on your head while you go to sleep and you are monitored by scientists all night I think is a crock of shit I think it's um a complete waste of clients time energy in some cases money and attention um and you know for example like the England rugby boys will wear heart rate monitors and training um and that is really the and they're professional international athletes and that's the only data that the coaches are looking at to see if their heart rate if their adaptation to training is going in the way they want it to amongst other things like monitoring their diet etc etc even they're not doing shit like this because it's not accurate and it's a waste of time those are my thoughts and opinions emma might have a more updated thought and opinion on it i'm just going to go for a wee okay no i think i largely agree i think For most people, it's unnecessary amount of data that will just stress you out. I think there's nothing worse for not being able to sleep than something telling you that you've slept really badly. I think that normally adds more stress than anything else. And as Chloe's saying, it's not accurate anyway. And then on top of that, I think it it takes away from how you actually feel. Like I've done these things now and again, like one of my mates used to have the aura ring and it would tell them like how ready they were for things. It's like, well, scrap that. Like, how do you feel? Have you woken up feeling well-rested? It doesn't matter if your band says that you're not well-rested if you feel well-rested, right? And vice versa, if your band's like, you are ready to run a marathon today. And you're like, I feel like shit. And I didn't sleep last night. But the band's like, you did based on our data. Like, what are you going to believe? And I think worryingly, a lot of people now believe this like, inaccurate data over how they genuinely feel and that becomes a problem so I would base your 
I would base it more on how you feel, basically. Like you'd be way better journaling than doing this. You'd be way better waking up and being like, how ready do I feel? How rested do I feel? Like that data is way more important than whatever the band says or the data on that. Yeah, I nice to have like objective data but not if it's not actually accurate I agree like when did technology when did we start trusting and believing technology more than we trust and believe our own biofeedback I don't understand like you know by the way according to my app it said that I wasn't fertile and wasn't going to get pregnant that week and shock horror who got pregnant <laughs> so well, you know yeah, we see this all the time like oh no I am in a deficit because my fitness pal says that I am and it's like you're not because you can't store calories that aren't there right so like if you're not losing fat over time you're not in a deficit that's just the way it, works. it doesn't matter that your your watch is saying that you are or like it's saying that you've expended this much energy it's like looking at your weather app and being like oh it's not raining outside but it's fucking pissing down like it is raining because that is reality and yeah. like an estimate of what's going to happen right which isn't always right so yeah base it on you know reality not what the app says 100 percent agree okay now i need a wee so you can do the next question okay maria Hi, Chloe and Emma. I wanted to ask you a bit about photoshops. Photoshoots? Both. I'm not planning to do one myself, but I wanted to hear your own experiences. Did they motivate you? Did you worry? How did you prepare? And also, how did it impact your body image? Thank you, as always. Because I'm following on from one of the previous lives. I was thinking of morning routines and Emma incorporating brushing her teeth to a... Brushing her hair, sorry to avoid knots I imagine Emma brushing her hair in between months I guarantee you that Emma has not started to brush her hair even though she's been told by her hairdresser who dm'd me on Instagram and oh how we laughed at Emma's expense it was great it was a great thread um your Did hair- she message you yeah she dm'd me we laughed at you we just took the out of you basically um okay so uh honest in all honesty it um it was always a different experience. And I think Emma will say the same. She's asking about photo shoots and then a myriad of questions underneath that. So I actually talked about this on Alice Living's Give Me Strength podcast. So I got into training because I fell in love with lifting. And then I started to change my diet because I wanted to see what I was doing to my body. There was that open and shut. Um, When I started doing photo shoots at first, yes. In answer to your question, I did find it very motivating, very fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. I liked it. I already loved training. I'd already started to change my diet. It wasn't like I had to do these things because I've got Love Island coming up and I've never done them before. And it wasn't like that. It was like, it was already in motion anyway. So yes, I found it motivating. I found it great fun. I loved it. Um, As I started to become on a mainstream and also, you know, industry level as someone who, you know, did that to their body and, you know, could get very lean and have abs and the whole thing. And this took like a, a minute. This didn't happen. This is like t- a couple, two, three years in. Um, I started to feel the pressure that I was only in shape when I looked that lean. And as we all know, staying that lean is not only, you know, incredibly unhealthy, but also un- incredibly unlikely. Um, and the more you attempt to do that, which I was doing, the more you start to fuck up your relationship with your body, food, exercise, restriction. And I realized this again, like I said, so I really enjoyed it for like, so let's just say, I don't know, for argument's sake, 
three or four years. And then when I kind of hit that like four or five year mark, I started to realize that this actually wasn't great. It's pendulum swinging a lot and I was not enjoying it. And that's when I took a targeted year away from everything. And I like, so I still trained because I love training, but I definitely didn't restrict your diet. I gained a significant amount of body fat, not too much, but I probably went from, I probably gained somewhere in the region of like, I don't know, five to eight kgs, which I wasn't that comfortable, but I needed to do it. I really needed to do it. And since then, and also it didn't, didn't hurt, you know, getting pregnant and, you know, the postnatal period and everything since then, it's all been very easy for me to maintain a lean ish physique that I'm happy and comfortable in real lifestyle and body image. And that's what we want to do for everyone here on the EC method. Um, So yeah, I think I loved it until I felt like I had to look a certain way for everybody else. And it wasn't about me anymore. That was shit. Um, Emma, what is your experience of photo shoots? Did they motivate you? Did you, did it impact your body image? Yeah, probably. I think once you have been that lean, then anything else is bigger. And even sometimes people look at me now and be like, oh, how do you maintain being so lean? And I'm like, like for me, this isn't excessively lean. Actually, it's quite comfortable and like relatively easy to maintain, but I've been fucking shredded. So if you, you'd be like, yeah, that's not maintaining like that level of lean. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it would obviously impact anyone's body image, especially when you feel like it. the problem is tying your self-worth to that. And actually, yeah. even if people say it's not, it's completely unavoidable if like your business is built off that, which I thought it was, but it's not. Or like your career is built off that or you're you're getting paid for it or whatever, like there's an element and I'm not saying all of your self-worth but like too much of it is focused on that and not enough on like all the other incredible things that you do so of course it impacts your body image um if if you're doing it for the right reasons you're like oh it's a bit of a cool challenge and I want to see how lean I can get but I'm not going to take it too seriously and I'm going to be aware enough if I think it's becoming a negative I'm I'm going to stop then it's fine um I also think it's something I kind of just grew out of of like I'm not yes sometimes you have to you have to like do it first to be like oh that was cool but like do I feel like I need to do it again not not really like I'm not that fast for it no I think that's true it's something that you do I have found I've grown out of wanting to get that lean like I just don't don't get me wrong I love a physique goal it's not like I'm like oh my god how did I ever do that to myself I'm just a bit like oh it's so much energy and effort and I'm pretty happy how I am so when you're happy where you are why do you then want to go the extra mile because it's we always say this extraordinary results take extraordinary effort so if I'm happy where I am and I don't want the extraordinary results I'm not going to put in the fucking and if I tried I'd fail because I don't actually care on a foundational level but I also want to be very clear like I agree with Emma. I think especially if you work in our industry and then you trip yourself up into believing that this is why you're successful it's kind of inevitable that you go through this. And I've said it on podcasts of Emma before. I think a lot of people in our industry have gone through this and it's kind of a rite of passage, an unavoidable rite of passage. But I just like to be very, very clear that I think this experience is my experience because of where I'm at in my professional life. And in terms of, you know, you know, other things that I, that are different about my life to other people's. I think if that element wasn't there, it never would have happened to me. And I and I I believe, and I really actually want everyone to listen to the Alice Living Give Me Strength podcast because this is all of my beliefs as a coach tied up into one package. Um, and I also did it without like swearing or anything. I'm so proud of myself for that. But I 
I truly believe you can have a physique goal and do it healthily in terms of your mental and physical well-being. Um, and as we say, like we are now, Emma and I are in physique shape, even if we're not shredded, we're in physique shape. We maintain it. I think you've all seen what kind of lifestyle I lead. It, it It's not one or the other. You really can have both. You just can't, you can't be a dickhead about it, but you can have both. And I think those are really good lessons to learn in life and I'm just going to reiterate what I said on that podcast which is telling women that they can't have both is massively irresponsible especially when it's coming from people inside our industry they shouldn't be working in the industry if they believe that that's dangerous like that's really bad so yeah yeah and and then I think it, it's the caveat of if you want to compete on a bodybuilding show at that extreme like you, you, pro- you are, are jeopardizing your health of course you are it's not healthy right but if you're like I want to lose some fat that's not unhealthy. In fact, for most people, it's probably a really good thing to be doing. It can be empowering. It can make you feel like it should make you feel better, not worse. And we're not talking about the same things there. It's like packaging fat loss into, oh, then you'll become an anorexic. Like ridiculous ends of the spectrum of like, okay, well, I just wanted to lose some fat and build some muscle. Yeah. And myself. There's no need for that to have any negative con- connotations whatsoever. And it should make you feel better. It should improve your life. Now, if you're then like, and now I want to go to the absolute extreme and have like shredded glutes. Yeah, that will come at a cost. Yeah. People, they're like, oh no, like literally just wanted to get into a size 10 and feel quite good about myself. Yeah. For that to have caused any negative. That's what I mean. And I said this, I was like, there's hundreds of my clients presently, thousands in recent years who need to lose body fat to have a healthy body in order to start IVF or have a specific surgery or mental health as well. That's often just completely overlooked in terms of losing body fat. We look at it, we talk about it all the time in terms of, you know, um, the kind of different ends of the spectrum of going on a diet and overtraining, but actually like the mental health that you can gain from actually getting control over your behaviors and also starting exercising it's just so fucking inverted. It's so self-serving to say, I didn't have a healthy fat loss journey, therefore it doesn't exist. And it's also indicative of somebody who isn't in the trenches doing the work like Emma and I are doing. So it's very frustrating. And I'm actually going to do a whole podcast episode on this, which will come out in a couple of weeks, maybe a bit longer. Um, so yeah, it's I'll- Also quite, like, it's interesting because it's like, if you're a coach, especially, it's like, no, you can't teach people to lose fat in a healthy way. we can and we've done it with thousands of people like that's essentially what you're saying when you give out those messages which is fine but it's not true for everyone is it no babe you can't (laughs) well like that's what you're advertising I love you so much I'm so so scared you just walking into rooms now look at this little monster great timing as well who's that (laughs) <laughs> oh my god she's so cute look at her stupid teeth who's that who's that booty <laughs> i love her um okay well you'd hope so wouldn't you oh she's so annoying she's back again <laughs> here she comes strolling into the room like she owns like do you want to see something she can do now and on that farm he had a all right, don't do it. Ruin, oh, she ruined God. it. She? Anyway, go on. No, I think we're done. Oh, wait. Okay, we've got a couple of questions on live and then we can uh, wrap up. Right. 
Um, thanks for answering my question. I take collagen at the moment, not for the protein hit, but to prevent me looking like a hag haggard old witch. Should I effectively ignore the protein I get from it and aim for 100 grams minimum from other sources or am I overthinking it again? Thanks. No, the protein is still good, right? It's just not a full, complete protein. So like, yeah. It still has good benefit to some tissues in your body. Hence we talk about, you know, it's it's got good research behind it um, in terms of like the beauty world, but not in terms of the physique space because it doesn't do anything for muscle protein synthesis. Uh, yeah. Okay, Kanchan. Um, imagine if a person you wanted to start, uh, sorry, imagine if a person you wanted if oh sorry if as a person you wanted to start lifting to look better and someone pissed on your bonfire and said it's not a good goal you're putting them off all the other benefits like improved confidence reducing sarcopenia etc yeah or also all the negative consequences of carrying too much body fat like I think we forget about that like there is I know people are like oh we've got to protect your mental health it's such a it's such a ridiculous point to make like because you don't have to do it in a negative way. And actually dieting should be a positive thing. And you, you know, you don't have to over restrict and all the benefits both physically and mentally that can come from it when you do it right with the right support. I yeah. completely agree. I, it's, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to look a certain way. And I say this all the time as well. You get, you pay money to get your hair done. You pay money to get your nails done. You buy new outfits before you go on holiday. And the one thing that you can do for yourself, which actually impacts your health and wanting in the wanting to look good arena, which is training, is like, no, but you can't look good when it comes to that. You can't want to look good when it comes to diet and exercise because that's bad. And it's like, this is the one thing that could be really good for you. Not like how expensive is your new YSL designer handbag and how, how great, how fucked up is it that that makes you feel better? In my opinion, that makes you feel like you're better, like you're a more attractive woman. How odd is that? But whatever, each to their own and you love it, go for it. I'd much rather be like, oh, I, I feel like I look great because I train my fucking tits off in the gym three days a week. Because then at least I know that I'm doing something really good for my body, like internally. I think it's because those people think of exercise as punishments. It's very hard for them to think, oh, I go to the gym because I want to. They're like, I always had to force myself to go and I hated going and I hated myself at the time when I did that. So it's yeah, they're just pushing their own experiences on other people. Agree. Um, okay, great. Love that. Yeah, no, that was great. Oh, it's nice. Oh, it's nice to feel a bit of normality again. I do love this group. I'm as grateful for this group as some of you are for this group. Um, okay, well, oh, let's, let's, um, I'll message you about another. Um, yeah, when the next live is. We'll I think for me, Wednesday will be good. So we need to discuss times. Okay. Oh.